Want a holiday gift your employees or clients will actually love? Send them gourmet peanuts from Hubbard Peanut Company. Hubs Peanuts is a family-owned company that's been making high-quality, delicious peanuts and sending them to every corner of the globe since 1954. Order some of Hub's plain, salted, or chocolate-covered peanuts in a special gift tin for the perfect gift for your friends, employees, clients, or even yourself. Visit hubspeanuts.com. That's H-U-B-S peanuts.com. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whenever or wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your host, Michael Clifford, a a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Joining me for the next hour to talk about how big Ryan Strom's next contract should be, our single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? Uh, oh, man, Ryan Strom's next contract. That was like his career game without Panarin. We won't get into the numbers, but he, he had a good game yesterday. Well, maybe we will. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to get into the numbers. No, no, I, I just know that um, his course numbers without Panarin are under 50%, but uh, you look good last night. Edmonton's awful, despite having like an almost 70% Corsi 4 percentage against the Rangers of 5v5, but whatever. One game yesterday didn't have uh, Lafreniere, didn't have Goudreau, so I logged off. Yeah, I uh, I actually had Strom and Lafreniere with a with an Oilers stack, so it, I mean, it didn't really change anything for me when you put them with a bunch of Oilers and only the fourth line scores, you're not going to really do anything. Um, so that didn't work out for me. I, we should mention we had some winners uh, over the weekend. We this is a hockey show, but we should probably mention our boss, boss, our big boss, uh, Osmo himself. Alex Baker took down the one million dollar main event uh, over on DraftKings NFL on Sunday night. Um, Got to shut out the boss when he wins a million dollars uh, on a Sunday night. So good for you, Alex. Um, certainly makes the rest of us look good by comparison uh, or, or uh, by contrast, I should say. So uh, awesome for you. But we did have some NHL winners as well. I saw Chuck Dynasty took down the 1K crossbar uh, over on FanDuel. Uh, Deidre took down uh, the late slate 20 max. Remember on Saturday, it was that kind of split slate. We had, I think, four in the afternoon and five at night. Um, he took down the, the evening slate. He took down the evening uh, 20 max for, I think it was a 1K top prize. And then we had Wolf Girl. She's taken down her second dime time over the last couple of weeks. Took down the late dime, uh, or is it the late quarter, on, on Saturday night. I wrote down dime, but it could very, very it's a, well. It's one of those big field tournaments. Yeah, it's one of the 5,000-plus uh, entry tournaments. She took that down for the second time in the last few weeks. So good on you, Wolf Girl and Deidre and Chuck Dynasty. Um, pretty good weekend for the Osmo subs. Let's hope we can get uh, – some more winners out of this slate here yeah. tonight before we get too much further. I want to make sure everybody likes and subscribes. Really helps us look good for those aforementioned bosses. Uh, see about 20 thumbs up in the chat right now. If you could click those thumbs up, really helps us along. Click that bell if you want to get alerts when we do go on the air. And thanks again to Yahoo Fantasy for being our sponsor. 
They have been our sponsor all season long, been very good to us. We will have a giveaway through Yahoo Fantasy a little bit later. All right, eight-game slate ahead of us here, Josh. Um, I just want to get your brief thoughts on this slate because, you know, there we do have some, you know, there are big favorites like Boston is, I think they're at about a minus, minus 250 favorite. Tampa Bay sitting around minus 200 somewhere, but there are a lot of close games that I'm looking for. Nashville, Vegas looks close. Philly and Anaheim looks relatively close. San Jose, Detroit looks close. Calgary and Florida as well. Looks like we have some close matchups. When when you get two teams that are that are fair, that look like they project fairly similar, I'm going to pick Calgary and Florida for our example here tonight. Um, how, if you're just playing one lineup, like how would you go about deciding, you know, whether you want to play Florida two or Calgary one here tonight, you know, where they would might have seemingly similar um, upside, similar projections and things like that. Is it strictly ownership or is there something else that you might bring into play? Uh, ownership matchup. I mean, ownership doesn't really play a huge role, but if, if, if a line is coming way over owned on the road, I'm probably going to go to the home team and that matchup. If they're in a similar spot, like Florida two, maybe doesn't have the best matchup tonight going against back on Coleman. But like, I don't know. I, to me, like in this game, we'll obviously get to it. I don't know how much I'm going to have. It's just like two really good teams going to be clashing up against each other. So I kind of worry when, you know, you have two really good teams, it's going to be a little bit chippy, maybe a little bit tight, like playoff atmosphere a little bit. So you might get a lower score game. Like I have no stats to back that up, but it, it just kind of feels that way. Like, you know, like two really good lines going against each other. They might cancel each other out. But generally when you have like similar totals, similar matchups, I'll usually go to the lower owned as long as like it's similar in price. Like Florida one coming in at, a fifth of the ownership of, of Calgary one tonight makes me more interested in Florida one than Calgary one. I'll just put that something like that, but ownership, obviously I talk about ownership, not mattering, but if like, it's a tough matchup on the road and they're coming in over leveraged, it's going to keep me off them. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good point is it's the leverage. It's not necessarily just the raw ownership numbers. We have leverage available via our top stacks tool over at Osmo.com. So if you want to check out some leverage that we do talk about, be sure. <laughs> I was trying to get through that read if you're drinking water out of a Coca-Cola goblet. Like, come on, what's going on here? Um, <laughs> be sure to sign up over at Osmo.com. We do have some promotions going on right now, and we'll talk about those in a little bit. Uh, again, just like and subscribe so you can keep up with our offers and our giveaways. Um, we do have those almost every day, whether on our show or on other shows. And be sure to check out uh, today's free premium tools and data. Uh, we have NHL ownership projections up on the site, not our line stacks ownership, but just single player ownership and our NBA player projections. So if you want to get a head start on NBA or NHL here tonight and you're not signed up through Osmo, we do have free premium tools and data up on the site for you to enjoy. All right, let's get through this slate. It was nine games. We're down to eight. Um, and see some, some guys coming out for this game that we're going to talk about right now. So hopefully we're not down to seven. New Jersey Devils, 2.2 implied gold total. They're going into Boston. Boston Bruins have a 3.4 implied gold total. Um, I was just looking through some news literally as we were about to get on the air. Um, Dougie Hamilton, broken jaw, took a puck to the face in their last game. Looks like he's going to be out for a little while. 
Um, Damon Severson took over the top power play role in his stead last game. I think it's a good bet that he's going to be power play one again. It's just not fully confirmed until we see it into the game tonight. Nick Yohishir out tonight. Diego Sharangovich out tonight. Uh, Thomas Tatar back in the lineup. We just don't have line combinations. Um, this is all stuff that's literally just come down in the last hour other than Dougie Hamilton. So we really don't know what these lines are going to look like. Hughes and Bratt are a good bet to stay together. Um, I think Mercer and Janssen on the third line are, are a good bet to stay together. I have no idea what that second line, that Zaka, whatever is going to look like now. So um, I think you might see somebody like Thomas Tatar come back into the lineup and go right to the top line uh, for the Devils. But I should note there was talk about maybe some rookies coming up. Coach just said they expect 10 forwards here tonight. So it looks like they're just going with the NHLers that they have, nobody coming from the taxi squad or anything. So uh, not that we'd have a ton of interest in New Jersey, 2.2 total on the road going into Boston, but it seems like there's just really not much reason to play them now. Yeah. I mean, at least if you're interested in the Devils, it's a 7 o'clock Eastern start. I don't have too much interest in the Devils tonight. They're pretty expensive on the road in a tough matchup. Um, you know, maybe Andreas Janssen, Mercer, two man, but honestly, like, there's a lot of good cheap spots tonight that are not in 2.2 totals on the road. So um, I'm going to take a pass for the most part here on the Devils. Maybe I'll play some Severson or Ty Smith, something like that on the blue line. But from the skaters' perspective, you know, if they do go 10 skaters, you know, they'll be a little bit minutes bump but we just don't know lines combinations this and that so i'm probably gonna be out on the devils on the boston side um craig smith's price has come up from 2500 to 4300 that's still playable with the top line i mean playing with those line mates is fine but for me i think i'm gonna go to old boston one for a power play stack here uh devils take a lot of penalties they have a pretty decent penalty kill but with these guys out i like i think nico he sure is a big penalty killer for the team so I don't know. This could be a good spot to get, you know, Boston's power play back on track. And, you know, Pasternak hasn't scored in nine games. He has had a lot of high danger chances. He just, you know, has not been scoring. So I think this is a good spot to go back to old Boston one here. Um, uh, that That's what I'm going to do. If you want to do full Boston one, I think that's fine as well. But uh, for me, I'm going to go old Boston one for a power play stack. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was something I discussed in the power plays article this morning is like, you don't necessarily just to need the full stack Boston one or just go Marshall and Bergeron. You can just full stack the old, old Boston one uh, with pass. especially where their prices have come down, right? Like we're not dealing with an $8,800 Pasternak and an $8,600 uh, Bergeron and all that. Like we were dealing with a month or so ago. So with the prices down, I think you're more than fine to go, uh, just old boss one, Pasternak, Marchand, Bergeron. I agree with that. If you want to leave Pasternak off and go Smith, like I don't think that's wrong. Like I think you're fine to do that as well. I just agree with you that I would rather put Pasternak on that top trio and just find a cheaper stack elsewhere. It's like you said, it's mainly to take advantage of the fact that New Jersey takes, I think it's the second most penalties of anybody in the league. Like it's a lot. So um, I agree with you uh, on Boston's top line. I wanted to get down to Boston's second line, but honestly, I was looking at the numbers of Pasta and Hall without either a Bergeron and Krejci, and they're not good. No. 53% shot share, break even by score, uh, breaking even by scoring chances with Taylor Hall and David Pasternak on the ice. 
Like that feels like there's something else going on there besides, you know, a little bit of unluckiness from shooting because I don't care who the center is. You should never be break even scoring chance wise with Taylor Hall and David Pasternak on the ice. Like, I'm sorry. That just speaks to some, to a much bigger issue. So I, like I would ostensibly have some, uh, and I assume Boston's going to, Boston one's going to take the Jack Hughes line. So I would ostensibly have some interest in a second line of like Mercer, Janssen and uh, Tatar or something like that from New Jersey. If that's what it ends up being, I would have some interest in a New Jersey second line like that. We just don't know what the lines are going to be right now. All I'll say is that if Dawson Mercer does end up with Thomas Tatar on his line, that's a filler two man stack that I do like here tonight. So that's where I am on this game is Boston one. And if Mercer and Tatar are together, I don't mind them as a two man whatsoever. Um, Mercer's numbers with, with and without Tatar are fairly stark so far this season. I think you could probably say the same thing with yes, we're Brad. Um, on the blue line, Charlie McAvoy is playing 25 plus minutes, like pretty much every night for Boston. And then no other defenseman from their team of late, like over the last seven, eight games has been over 20 minutes a night regularly. So it's seems like it's McAvoy or bust, unless you're just straight guessing that that four board's going to run into three shots or something like that here tonight. So um, I don't think there's really much interest for Boston defensemen here on the New Jersey side. As we mentioned, um, it should be Damon Severson getting top power play minutes. He's 3,600. I think Ryan Graves is definitely in play at 3,800 for the block bonus. But it's Jonas Siegenthaler that's really catching my eye. He's getting the second most minutes of any New Jersey Devils defenseman of late. And I think a block bonus is definitely in his future on DraftKings here tonight. Who you got for defense? Yeah, I wish Jonas Siegenthaler, I butchered that name was cheaper he was under he was like 2700 for a while there 3300 is fine he's he's definitely live for um, a block bonus ryan graves if you have a little bit more coin i think it's fine as well if you're using devils i think you know severson is the guy but i don't know if i'd one off severson his peripherals haven't been great he's been more dependent on you know points so um i'm there for the devils and i agree with you with mcavoy if you're using any kind of power play ish stack or Boston one with uh, you got to use McAvoy, man. 5,600 is not too bad. He was up over 6,500 for a while there. So 5,600 getting 25 minutes on the power play should see a bunch of opportunities tonight. I think he's definitely in play. Yeah. I think like if you, if you're worried about the Smith Pasternak dilemma, just go Marchand Bergeron with McAvoy on the blue line. And you know, that'll save yourself a little bit of a headache. Uh, all right, let's get to this next game then. Calgary 2.8 implied goal total. They're going into Florida. The Florida Panthers have a 3.2 implied goal total. Um, some pretty big news here. Sam Bennett uh, got suspended. I think it was in the Montreal game. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, they had two NHLers and you're getting suspended. Anyways, he's suspended for the next three games. Uh, Sam Reinhardt is also out of the lineup tonight. So, Anton Lundell, second line center for the Florida Panthers here. Big Joe Thornton, baby. Third line center for Florida here tonight. Um, I wrote up Andrew Mangiapane in the power place article on the Calgary side, but I don't think that's where we're going to be stacking. Where are we going to be stacking, Josh? I'm not really sure. Like, I'm not super in love with this game, despite it being a six total. The Panthers have a 3.2. Want a holiday gift your employees or clients will actually love? Send them gourmet peanuts from Hubbard Peanut Company. 
Hubs Peanuts is a family-owned company that's been making high-quality, delicious peanuts and sending them to every corner of the globe since 1954. Order some of Hubs plain, salted, or chocolate-covered peanuts in a special gift tin for the perfect gift for your friends, employees, clients, or even yourself. Visit HubsPeanuts.com. That's H-U-B-S Peanuts.com. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. Like, I kind of agree with you that the Flames are going to be a very good team, like, they could make a run in this playoffs. Like they're a good defensive team. The Muppet has them playing good defensive hockey. Uh, so like, I, I just don't know how much uh, Florida I'll be getting to. If you want to use that Barkov or Hagee two man, I think that's fine. You want to go to the second line, Lundell, Huberdeau, Duclair. I think that as a full stack is more appealing to me than, than Florida one. The problem is they're going to get back on Coleman and they have really good defense numbers together. However, you know, Tyler Pitlick being there, not sure how that affects things. Um, you know, this is, this is a good opportunity for Lindell here to prove that he can stick in the top six. Granted, he won't stick when, when Sam Bennett and Reinhardt come back. But, you know, this is a good opportunity. Like, you see, you see the ownership, you know, 3 4% on Florida, too. I, I honestly don't mind them. I just, I like other spots more in similar price range. So for me in one to three, I probably won't get there, but in 20 max, I definitely have some far to two. And I wouldn't fault you if you had some far to one, you know, if you want to leave off mammon, I think that's fine. Um, on the Calgary side, like in a nutshell, I always like Calgary one when their ownership is pushing, you know, 12, 13, 14% on the road. It does start to worry me a little bit. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of value options tonight. So in MME, you don't have to worry about being duped with them. I just, you know, in one to three, I don't know if I want to be locking in, you know, 14% Calgary one going into Florida, even, even without a couple of their players, it's a tough matchup. If you want to do a, a backland Coleman two man, I think that's fine as well. 6k for the two of them, 3%, I think it's perfectly fine. Yeah, it's that second line. I'm glad you brought them up. The second line from Calgary, Coleman, Pitlick and backland. Um, they do have very good numbers together. They're controlling 56% of the shot attempts when they're on the ice. Nearly 60% of the scoring chances belong to Calgary with that trio on the ice. So that Calgary second line has been very, very good together. I mean, you see Blake Coleman. He's priced way down. Backman's priced down. This is, I think, one of those filler spots that I do like here tonight. We do have them coming in a bit over-owned. Like we have them at about uh, 1% little less than 1% top two stack coming in a little over 2% ownership. But I think that's just fine here because I don't know if I'd be three man stacking out of here. It would probably be like a two man backland Coleman, uh, Coleman Pitlick, something like that. I don't know if I'd be three man stacking this second line, the three man stack that I would go to is the Calgary top line. Like you mentioned, they've been just flat out one of the best lines in hockey this year. Um, I wrote them up in the power plays article this morning, or at least, um, at least I mentioned them. I think they're at, at about three and a half goals uh, per 60 minutes or something so far this year. They've been really, really good. So 
For me, it's about Calgary one on the Calgary side. On the Florida side, man, I am really tempted um, with that Florida second line. Um, I'm a big fan of Anton Lundell. I don't know. I don't think he's a top six center right now, like today. Um, but I don't think you really need to be when you have Jonathan Huberto uh, and Anthony Duclair on your wings either. So um, I agree with you that that Calgary two can be a tough matchup, but Florida, Florida, like their top line will go against the top line, but then the second line will get some depth. So um, I don't mind, you know, if you just want a two man um, Lundell and, and Huberto or something like that, I think that's where I'd go on the Florida side. Other than that, I could see just flat out fading them. Um, on the blue line, one guy I don't think we're going to fade is our boy Radko. Still not coming up in price. Went from 2500 to 2600 Still love Radko. Good ass. Um, on the other side, I don't really see anybody that's really catching my eye. I'm, I always say I always say Chris Tanev is in play because that's a guy that can absolutely run into three shots and get the block bonus for you. So I don't mind Chris Tanev. Anybody else on the blue line stick out to you? Hanev is fine. I think Shillington at 3,400 is okay. If you like Hannafin, that's fine. Like Rasmus Anderson just does not shoot the puck. So like, he's one of those guys where I'm not going to play him unless I'm doing a Calgary one stack. And even if I'm doing a Calgary one stack, like you don't have to include him. He just doesn't shoot the puck. And you know, at Osmo.com, we always love a good ass. So Radko get in my lineup. <laughs> I, mean, I just noticed Rasmus Anderson is doesn't have a goal yet. It's going to regress. Um, maybe he could be have, could have a pretty big second half coming up here. We will see. Um, I saw a super chat uh, in chat from uh, our buddy Matt Niehaus asking, "What does the slate hit four ninety nine super chat? Thank you for that, Niehaus. What does the slate size have to be to consider a third line, or at what point does it make sense to consider one?" Hashtag Hotel Harris. Um, I, I don't have like a specific cutoff for considering third lines. It's not like, I'll be like, Oh, four game slate yesterday. I would consider them five game slate today. I wouldn't like a lot of it really depends on the third line and what else I'm doing. Like normally I wouldn't consider third lines on an eight game slate, but obviously if you're playing Colorado one tonight, that's a 24 K plus line. There are only so many spots you can go. So I would say it also, I wouldn't play them on anything probably bigger than this, but I also think it, it more than anything, it matters who you're pairing them with. Like, I don't see a reason to pair any third line unless you're playing Calgary or Colorado one here tonight. Yeah, I definitely think it's slate dependent. Uh, there are a couple of third lines that do have my interest only if I'm using uh, Colorado one. So I agree with you there. Um, you know, the smaller the slate, the more the third lines come into play. Um, I don't know how small of a slate is. Again, it's slate dependent where you have to full stack a third line. You know, there's, there'll be times where I'll, I'll pick and choose like a one-off here. Like Andrew Mangiapane, I think is a fine one-off from a third line tonight, full stacking of third line. It's probably going to be a short slate or pairing them with a super expensive, you know, Boston one or Colorado one or, or stuff like that. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Bring in the new year with two incredible offers on Osmo Plus Platinum. For only $20, you can get full access to all our Osmo Plus tools and data for 22 days using the promo code 2022. That's just the number 2022. Looking to take down slates all year long? 
Use promo code HAPPY22, that's capital H, capital A, capital PPY, the number 22, for 20% off a year of Osmo Platinum. Two great deals for access to everything you need, including player projections, ownership projections, our Discord, our lineup builder, our boom bust, our top stacks, our, and a whole lot more. These offers end January 7th, which is the end of this week. Um, I think, I don't even know what day it is today. At 11.59 p.m. Central Time. So get locked in before it's too late. Again, that's promo code 2022 for 22 days. And happy 2022 for a full year of Osmo Plus Platinum. Visit osmo.com slash promos or follow the links in the description below to activate. All right, let's get to this next game. This one seems like this one seems like a pretty spicy one on both sides, I think. T- Tampa Bay has a 3.4 implied goal total. They're going into Columbus. The Jackets have a two and a half implied goal total. Um, there are some significant guys missing from the Jackets lineup. Uh, Zach Wierenski on the COVID list. He's out. Alex Teshier, uh, he was on the second line for Columbus. He's out. We don't know who's going to take his spot. Um, I think every single goalie they have is out. Confirmation on Junis Corpusalo yet. Um, the expectation is that Corpusalo may play tonight, um, but we should know they said he's he hasn't played in over three weeks and he's had one practice. So if it's Corpusalo, you're getting a goalie that hasn't played in over three weeks and has had one practice. And if it isn't Corpusalo, you're getting an AHL backup. And on the other side, you have the defending Stanley Cup champions with a 3.4 implied goal total. I don't know. Go ahead. Um. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> And Wierenski's out, so, like, if... I mean, the saving grace, maybe, for the Jackets is that they don't take too many penalties. And Tampa Bay at 5-on-5 is pretty slow-paced. You know, you can still see, like, five goals on 26 shots for Tampa. They do that a lot. Um, I think Tampa power play stacks make some sense here. If you want to do the plot point Sorelli line, I think that's perfectly fine. Um, I think... I might be working in like a Stamkos point Palat type deal or a Stamkos point uh, Headman. I know that's pretty expensive, but you know, this is a very, very good spot. If you want to full stack that top line, the point line, I think that's fine. You want to do Stamkos, Killorn, Joseph, you know, Joseph has been pretty good up there. So, you know, at 2,700, he's not going to kill. He doesn't get power play time though. So if you want to do like Stamkos, Killorn, Headman. I think that's fine as well. Um, so I think for me on the Tampa side, it's either going to be the point line full stacked, or I'm going to do some iteration of a power play stack on the Columbus side. I'm kind of interested in that second line, Jenner Bjorkstrand, just because their prices have come way down. Like Bjorkstrand's down to 4,400. He was in the seven K's not too long ago. Be interesting to see who they put on that line because it's supposed to be Tessier, uh, but he's out. It might be Nyquist. It might be Chinikov. It might be Bemstrom. We just don't know. So um, I think a safe bet is doing a two-man at Jenner Bjorkstrand and work in, you know, who you think the power play quarterback is going to be. I think it's probably going to be Bockquist at 2,700. That's a super cheap three-man for some power play correlation. Granted, you know, you don't really want to, you don't really stack against Tampa for the power play, but, you know, those three guys happen to be on the power play and they're a cheap three man. So I think that is viable. Yeah. I'm going to start on the Tampa Bay side here. And what I want to start with is that Tampa Bay second line hasn't really been very good 
this year. I was looking at Stan Post's numbers without Andre Palat and without Palat on his wing. We're looking at 49% shot share, 50% of the scoring chances. And that's in a sample of about 160 minutes. I don't think that Tampa base is very good. Um, so as you mentioned, that might bring me um, more to that, or that might bring me to that um, Columbus top line. I wrote about Cole Sillinger in the power plays article this morning. He has been struggling offensively. I think he has like eight points in his last 21 games or seven points or something like that. But he is third on the team in shot rate in that span. So it's not as if he's been a complete ghost offensively. He just hasn't been getting the assist because he's been in the bottom six. And along that with the ice time because he's been in the bottom six. But that's not the case now. He's on the pseudo top line with line A and four checks. So, um, you know, if you want a, a super cheap two, man, I think Cylinder and four check. Actually makes sense here tonight if you want to get a little bit more expensive, um, Voracek and Line A or something like that, or just stack all three of them. I think that Columbus top line going into Stamkos could be a good matchup here for them. Um, other than that, I really, really do like that plot point uh, two man. My worry is that they fairly highly owned. I noticed in our top two stacks that um, they're not coming in with a with a ton of ownership. We have them seven, 8%, both the top two lines for Tampa Bay. I think they may come in a little bit higher just because of how cheap they are. Um, but regardless, the point plot two man points look great since he's come back from his injury. Um, I really like that two man going in, even against the top line from Columbus, um, Jenner and Bjorkstrand good, but very high event. Um, they can generate a lot of offense, but they can also give it up in their own zone and Columbus might be going with a backup AHL goalie here tonight. So plot point, love him here tonight. I also like the Columbus top line on the other side. On the blue line, now we don't really know who's going to get power play one minutes. I think Adam Bockfist is best suited for it, but I should mention that Bockfist is a right shot, Bean is a left, and Wierenski, who was running the power play, is a left shot. Coaches don't really like to mix it up that much. I think it could be either guy. Um, I'm not going to argue if somebody says, you know, Adam Bockfist PP1 tonight. I think that's very possible. I just think it's going to be Bean because of the handedness. Um, so for that reason, I like Jake Bean here tonight. Obviously, Vladislav Gavrikov, uh, Min Price to the top pair. I think both him and, and um, Andrew Peak actually are in play for block bonuses on DK. Who you got here, Josh? Yeah, um, I'm a Jake Bean guy. We just here. like we, we love the bean here. Um, Adam Bockwist certainly in play. Like, I'm not going to tell you no. Like, he has a better chance of scoring than Jake Bean does probably. Um, but if you can tell me Jake Bean's going to be power play one, he's going to be the guy for me. Otherwise, Bockwist is in play. Gavrikov definitely in play. Andrew Peak I think, is fine. But I'd rather play Gavrikov at mid-price over Peak. Yep. And then on the Tampa side, either of those McDonough-Chernak guys, I'll – I'll play its personal preference if I'm not using Hedman in a power play stack. Good enough. I'm good with that. Let's move along to the next game then. San Jose, 2.8 implied goal total. They're going into Detroit. The Detroit Red Wings also have a 2.8 implied goal total. A couple uh, news bits here. Uh, Jonathan Dolan to the top line for San Jose in place of Alex Barabanov. Uh, but also Logan Couture out of the lineup. Uh, he's on the COVID list for San Jose. That pushes Thomas Hurdle to align with Timo Meyer and Jonathan Dolan. That's a very interesting line. Um, I just wonder about ownership here because now on the San Jose side, 
you're 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 rostering that line or nobody else. Like I'm not going to say there's nobody rostering the San Jose second and third lines, but very very few people are going to be rostering them compared to uh, when Thomas Hurdle was actually on that second line. So that's what worries me about San Jose is that all that ownership is going to go straight to one line now. Not that we expect them to be super high owned. I think we have them around uh, 10% in our top two stacks. Or sorry, that was the second line. So top line even less. Um, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think both top lines are in play here, Josh, but I'm going to let you lead us through this game. Yeah. So obviously people are going to gravitate towards that Sharks line. Hurdle and Meyer together have ridiculous numbers. Like they're actually ridiculous. Jonathan Dolan is a good player. Like, I don't know if he's like a top line guy yet, but he's on his way. I think he was the guy who got COVID four times. Um, There was a guy in the Sharks who got COVID four times. And I remember in the story saying he got it in Switzerland. So I think, the story checks out. It might have been Dolan, but like for 3K on that line, I think it's fine. Uh, the Wings send out their third line against Top Comp. So Ernie, Rasmussen, Nemestikov, like that's like for the Wings, that's probably their best defensive line. It's probably an average line at best. So what, what concerns me on the Sharks' top line is ownership because they're, they're not super expensive. They're what, 16 1 to full stack. Uh, you get the hurdle Meyer uh, love fest with most DFS NHL DFS players. So, you know, ownership could be an issue there. You can't fit him in with Colorado. I mean, maybe you can, if you squeeze it, but um, I do worry a little bit about ownership there. So for me in this game, I, I really like uh, Detroit one. They're coming in about half owned here. They're going to get the bottom six of the sharks here tonight, which is already, you know, they're down players, so they're moving people around. So the third line could be like Jasper Weatherby, Matt Nieto, Andrew Cogliano. And, you know, the Wings the wings top line has been very good this season. They're fully correlated. Their ownership is coming in at half of what the Sharks are. So this is a situation where you ask at the beginning of the show, I know these aren't two good teams. These are two bad teams. But, you know, similar totals, similar matchups. I'm going to go towards the home team here with the lower ownership. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I, I think even last night, uh, while the Rangers game was going on, we were talking about how excited we were uh, to get to some Detroit one here tonight. Um, they have been very good this year. Uh, 3.1 expected goals uh, per 60 minutes, scoring three and a half actual goals per 60 minutes, um, fully correlated on the power play as well. Uh, the Sharks penalty kill has been uh, a 
you know, good, uh, not great, but good. So, you know, it's not like this is a premium power play matchup for Detroit, but they are perfectly correlated. I mean, Dylan Larkin, I thought his shot rate had kind of fallen off and it hasn't. It's at 2.9 shots per game, which is actually higher than his last couple seasons. So, like, I think you're just perfectly fine just to full stack that entire line here tonight. Um, the San Jose thing, like, I guess there is, there is ownership concerns um, because, like, I do think all that San Jose 2 ownership goes to the top line. But like you said, they're reasonably or they're reasonably priced. And, like, what's high ownership here? Like, 7%, you know what I mean? Like, 8%. It's not enough to really scare me off San Jose. So, um, do like San Jose 1. Meyer and Hurdle have had really good numbers together this year. I should say super high event numbers, like over 70 shot attempts per 60 minutes or very close to it. Um, so, both top lines in this, in this game for me. I think Old Detroit 2 is very much in play here. Uh, Suter... Zadina Fabry, they were very, very good earlier this season. Uh, 53% of the shot share, 3.2 expected goals per 60 minutes. San Jose has no depth left now. Now, you know, Tomas Hurdle was the only guy that could carry a line in the, you know, in their middle six, and he's on to the top line now. So I think Detroit, too, actually makes some sense as a filler stack here tonight. Um, if you want to lead up, leaf off Zadina, um, I think that's fine. He's not getting any power play minutes, but I, I might just full stack the trio. So both top lines plus the Detroit second line for me out of this game. On the blue line, I don't know if there's really anybody that sticks out to me. I saw that uh, Mark Edward Vlasic might be a, a healthy scratch. I don't think that matters because he'd been playing like 14 minutes a game lately. Like, does Middleton do anything for you? Are we getting – like he's going to play some of those Ferraro minutes, right? So – I'm yeah, I mean, I, I like Middleton under 3K, but that's really about it. You see these prices like Chronic over 4K, Cedar mid fives. Like, I guess you could play Cedar with Detroit one, but if you're looking just to one off, I think it's probably just going to be Jacob Middleton. All right, good enough. Um, we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season, bringing you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Just click the link below to redeem. If you need immediate access, email support at Osmo.com will get you set up right away. You can also receive a free $10 credit plus an additional $25 when you make your first deposit using the promo code Yahoo10. That's capital Y, capital A, capital H-O-O in the number 10 uh, for your promo code. Tonight, Yahoo is featuring their 50K NBA baller contest with payouts going to over one third of the entry. So make sure to enter that one and use our Yahoo DFS tools and projections to help you win big. Well, it's Yahoo 10, capital letters Yahoo with the number 10. Uh, you can receive a free $10 credit plus an additional $25 on your first deposit. It is for first-time Yahoo users alone. All right, let's get to this next game. Colorado, 3.6 implied gold total. They're going into Chicago. The Blackhawks have a 2.4 implied gold total. Chicago has changed around their lines quite a bit. Uh, Brandon Hagel going to, I guess, what is the top line with Henrik Borgstrom and Patrick Kane, Alex DeBrincat on the second line with Jonathan Taves, Dominic Kubalik, and then Kershev, Doc, and um, Mackenzie Entwistle on the third line. Now, the thing is, is like they have been using Kershev and Doc, that third line, in a shutdown role, which would be going into Colorado 1 here tonight. 
Now, I can't imagine they're going to send uh, McKenzie Entwistle and Kirby Doc out against uh, Nathan McKinnon for 15 minutes here tonight. But then I look at the rest of the lineup and I'm like, who do they send out? Borgstrom and Kane? Absolutely not. I mean, Debrinkat and Kubalik, I guess. Like, I that think makes no sense though, right? Yeah, you're putting your best goal scorer out against the other team's top line without putting him um, with a good playmaker, somebody that can actually help him. So I don't really get what Chicago is doing. I guess Jonathan Taves' line is going to take the going to take the top competition, but that just feels like completely wasting that line. I don't know. I love. I think I'm with a lot of people here. I love Colorado. Who do you like, Josh? Yeah, and the thing just to add on with Debrinkat Kubalik. Surprisingly, those two together in a 75-minute sample have really bad numbers together. They have a 41% shot share. They're pretty high event. Like maybe, maybe Tay stabilized them, but it would it doesn't really make sense to send out two of their better scorers against Colorado one. So they send out, you know, Doc Kershev. We'll say, you know, we'll say some Hail Marys, but like Colorado one is my favorite line of the night. It's the problem is they're super expensive on DraftKings. They're over 24K. It's going to be tough to, you know, get another top line in with them. And I think that's reflective in the ownership right now. Uh, right now, you know, they're around 10%. Even if that comes up to like 15 16%, I think, you know, they're definitely in play for me. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury's back, but, you know, he hasn't played in a while. Um Hawks have been getting bailed out by their goaltender. Like, this is a really good power play spot. I, I just have a tough time getting away from Colorado one here. Um, you want to go down the lineup. You want to use Kadri Burakovsky. I mean, that's fine. You want to put on Confer, that's fine. But for me, this is a Colorado one game. You know, maybe I have some interest in some Borgstrom, Kane, Hagel. But, like, I think – you know, they may be over leveraged here. And I think a lot of, I think they may be because people are kind of souring on Darcy Kemper, but like Colorado's getting healthy again. They're a really good defensive team. Um, so I'm probably just going to be out on, on the Hawks tonight. Yeah, I don't. Here's the thing is I want to play Chicago here tonight. Cause I don't think that Colorado depth is really as good as it can be. Like I think Valerie Nachushkin missing off that second line is a huge, huge deal for them. I mean, just look at the numbers. They go from 59% shot share to 51% with and without him. That's an 8% difference. That is, that is huge. And their goal scoring goes from 3.7 to 2.2. Now, some of that, um, is just some shooting percentage regression that they're going to have to come through. But I think it speaks to just how much Natushkin matters to that second line. Like JT Comfort is not that player. So like I would ostensibly have some interest in a Borgstrom Kane or something like that. But like, am I going to, is that line going to stay together? Are they going to change the lineup matching at some point? Like, I think Kane and Borgstrom is about all that I'm interested in Chicago. Maybe some one-off Kane probably makes more sense than putting him with Henrik Borgstrom. So that's where I am on the Blackhawks side. On the Colorado side, um, I think it's just, I agree with you, it's just full send Colorado one. Um, there's no matchup that worries me. They're coming in way under-owned. If you just want to go two out of three, put like McKinnon and Rantanen or McKinnon and Landeskog or something like that, I think it's just fine, but... This looks um, 
this looks to be a matchup where I might want to stack all three players because Chicago might have the worst penalty kill in the league and they are taking a lot of penalties and it is a great matchup for the Colorado power play. So, you know, maybe you want to get cheaper, leave off McKinnon and throw on Nazem Kadri or, you know, leave off Rantanen and add Kale McCarr. Um, There are ways to get cheaper to get different with that Colorado top line. So I'm going to be going with the Colorado top line. Um, Chicago, probably just some Kane one off on the blue line. I wrote up Devin Taze in my power plays article, like Kale McCarr makes all the sense in the world here because of the power play matchup. But Devin Taze is basically like a 55 point defenseman that doesn't get power play time. You know what I mean? So I think he makes a lot of sense. If you want to save some money off for McCarr, uh, on the Chicago side, I know we always talk about, uh, Connor Murphy. 3,500 and DeHaan 2,900 as block bonuses. Anybody else uh, stick out to you? Not really. And to just get on your point about getting different, I think if you really want to get different, you go Colorado one and Makar. It's more expensive. If there's a really big value line that you like, a really cheap value line that you like, you plug them in. Um, I don't know how many people are going to have that four-man combination, especially in, in like three max and single entry fields. So I think if you're you know, it, even in, in, you know, 150 max, like if Colorado one comes in at 15%, how many people are going to have Colorado one in the car? I, I'd say under 5%. So I think that is a nice way to get different as well. And uh, I agree with your blue line takes. And I don't have much more to add there. All right. Let's get to the next game then. Uh, Winnipeg 3.4 implied goal total. They're going into Arizona. Arizona has a 2.2 implied goal total. I went and looked at some defensive numbers. Arizona's have gotten better of late. Like, not great. But over the last five weeks, the same shot attempts against per 60 minutes as the St. Louis Blues. And over the last five weeks, the same, a better scoring chance allowed rate than the Washington Capitals. (laughs) Like, this isn't... I don't see this as a direct punching bag team like that they were six weeks ago or something like that. Now the penalty kill is still bad, but I think a lot of that is goaltender related. Like I, this, this, I think six, five, six weeks ago, I wouldn't have blinked at 3.4 and 2.2 implied goal totals here. I think Arizona is a little bit better defensively than we're giving them credit for here. And it might worry me a little, especially when we look, um, at the ownerships on Winnipeg, because they're through the roof, 15% line one, 8% line two, 1% we're line three. We're looking at 25% of all DFS players having some sort of Winnipeg stack here. I don't know, man. I'm not as excited. I I think there's a reason to play at least the, the Winnipeg top line, but I'm not as excited as I was, you know, on other slates to play them. What do you think about this game? I mean... I'm generally not excited to play the Jets anyway. They're not the best five on five. They're usually overowned. Um, but I agree with you. I, I think there's some merit to that top line. I think you can, you know, you know, Paul Stasny being back at 3,500 definitely helps. Like you, you can do like a, a top line there. You can leave off Shifley if you want and put in, you know, Nate Schmidt or Josh Morris. Like you can do things to get the ownership lower. I just, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What worries me is uh, Vegemelka's in that. <laughs> um, you know, you want a one-off Kyle Connor. I think that's a that's a nice idea. Two-man Dubois I, I, Connor. I should remind you that Vemelka was the goalie in net for that 46-save shutout against this very Winnipeg team. Uh, yes, I do remember that. Um, <laughs> I think one of my favorite plays on the Jets tonight is, you know, one-offing Andrew Kopp uh, on that third line, just because he's on the top power play. He's coming in around 2%. He's going to get that top power play time. He may end up moving up. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if Jansen Harkins is going to make it through the game on that second line. So, I, you know, it is an expensive one-off, but like he is a decent peripheral guy. He does shoot the puck. He does block some shots. So a 5K coming in a low ownership and a high total, I think, is an interesting play. But Winnipeg one for me is definitely in play. It just It's just a matter of how I put my lineup together. And if I decide to use Colorado one, obviously, outside of maybe one-offing Paul Stasny, I don't think I can fit Winnipeg one. On the Arizona side, I mean, I think if I was going to play Arizona, and I don't have much interest, um, but if I was making 20 to 150, I think I'd have some interest in that top line. Uh, Barrett Hayton doesn't do anything for me. He has, you know, like eight individual course you four in like all situations which is just like i think i could do that in a 10 game sample and i could barely walk down the stairs without being out of breath so i think like you know i i'd stick to maybe some two mans of keller schmaltz like i don't mind that in mme but in one to three i'm probably going to be out on the coyotes yeah it's it is the the that coyotes top line that does interest me um with keller and hayden like i get that um, that second line with, with, uh, Phil Kessel has been good, like 50% by shot share, 56%, I think, uh, by expected goal share. Um, it's just, they're going to be going into that Stasny Ehlers line and Stasny and Ehlers, their numbers together this year, honestly, are absolutely absurd. Yeah. 72 shot attempts for 60 minutes, 48 against 60% shot share in almost 190 minutes together. They're controlling 61% of the scoring chances in 190 minutes together, and that's the line that Phil Kessel's going into. That's what's kind of keeping me away from that Arizona second line, if you want to quote-unquote call them that, that, you know, Kraus-Kessel line, is that it seems like a really tough uh, Winnipeg top-line matchup, whereas the Winnipeg second line, yeah, Dubois and Connor have been good this year, but Connor's typically not a great defensive player. Jansen Harkins... 
yeah, he's fine. He just doesn't bring much to the table. So I think, you know, Keller and Schmaltz makes sense as a two man or just something like that. Hayden and Schmaltz, but I'm not playing Arizona to me. It's about that Winnipeg top line. I mentioned those Stasny Ehlers numbers. They are absolutely bonkers. Um, I think you're fine to just two man those two and leave Shifley off for the power play correlation, honestly. Um, should mention, uh, was dropped in our chat by uh, our good buddy Josh Anderson that Arizona Coyotes have 26 players currently on the ice for practice. Um, we have no idea what their lines are going to be. They played one game in four weeks or something like that. Um, you know, Travis, you know, guys like Travis Boyd might be back. Jacob Chicker might be back. We just don't know as of right now. Just something to keep in mind. Um, on the blue line, I don't think there's anybody that sticks out to me in this game, especially if somehow Jacob Chicker makes it back in the lineup. I'm not expecting him to, expecting him to, but I'm saying just in case. Anybody stick out to you? No, I, like not at all. I like to play Brandon Dillon, but he's up to 3,300. He's been mim-priced all season. Uh, I In Discord, I was saying when I go 4-3-1, I like to use my one-off with a shot-blocking defenseman of the team of the goalie that I'm using. So like if I was using Hallibuck, I like to use Brandon Dillon, but at 3,300, a little too pricey for me for him. So not much on the blue line. Yeah, not much for me either. So we can just move it along then. Uh, here at Osmo, we love to celebrate our winners and we do so through the Osmo Hall of Fame. If you want to get into the Osmo Hall of Fame and potentially win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum, this is how you do it. You download the Osmo Avatar from Osmo.com slash avatar. You place in the top three of a contest with at least 5,000 contestants. And then you tweet those wins to the Osmo Hoff account. It's Osmo HOF on Twitter. Um, you, you can only win one free month per year, so you can't keep winning every month. Uh, if you're doing real well, you probably won't need us uh, if that happens. But um, you'll see, I think it was F Felix Locastro uh, won over a million dollars uh, in best ball yesterday. <laughs> I actually completely missed forgot about that. Uh, congrats to him on the $1 million best ball hit. That's absolutely absurd. Um, we see a hundred dollar hit, a top three finish uh, for a single game showdown. Um, you see some, an NBA mini max second and third uh, for a hundred dollars. Those will get you into the awesome hall of fame as well. Or you can do like short gamer TV did and win $387,000. Uh, like we've said, you can win $100, you can win $100,000. As long as there are 5,000 contestants, you can get into the Osmo Hall of Fame. So come and join us. If you do win, just tweet your wins to the Osmo Hoff account. All right, two more games to get through. Uh, Nashville, 2.6 implied gold total going into Vegas. The Vegas Golden Knights have a 3.0 implied gold total. Uh, I wrote up Alex Petriangelo in my Power Plays article today. His price coming all the way down to 6,400 is very interesting to me. As far as forward lines go, I think we're on the same page here. Josh, so why don't you take it away? Yeah. Uh, hello, darkness, my old friend, Nashville one. Uh, they're, they're a little owned again. Here's the thing. Mikel Granlin has not had a shot in four games. So, like, I like bits and pieces of Nashville. You want to full stack him, I think that's perfectly fine. 5,300 for someone who doesn't shoot is a bit wonky for me. So, if you want to do, like, Forsberg, Duchesne, Yossi, I think that's a decent way to be different. Uh, personally, I won't be subbing in Ryan Johansson for Granlin. Um, the dude has to stop scoring at some point. Like, he's just playing out of his. Anyway, uh... <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I also don't mind dipping down to like, you know, a Taylor Janelle one-off. I think he's an interesting play. He shoots the puck a bunch. He's going to get some Vegas depth. 2,900, almost no ownership. Like if, you're, if you need like a one-off to go with your Colorado one, I think you could do worse uh, than Taylor Janelle, but um, I don't mind it there. But for me, this is a Nashville one game. Yossi's price is down under 7K, um, you, you know. If Jake was on the show, he you'd see him just slamming the lock button. But you know, under seven K is is a spicy price for Yossi. On the Vegas side, uh, like there just isn't that much there that I like. In MME, I think you can use the Carlson Smith March so line. Like in in one to three, I just don't know if I'm gonna get there. Like I I just I don't know. It, it might be a bad bias, and that's something I need to review. <laughs> for my personal self, but like, I just don't like that line too much, especially when, you know, Stevenson Stone, like Steven Stone and Pacioretty are out. They get tougher matchups. They're usually still own the same. So I don't know. Not super interested in Vegas one. And I mean, perfectly fine. Um, for me, you know, maybe a little Stevenson dad off two man. Don't mind that, but not, not too much interest in Vegas, at least from the skater standpoint. Yeah, one thing Vegas did in their last game with those injuries out was send out that Roy Colasar Yanmark line against the opposing top lines. That means they're going to get Nashville one here tonight. And man, they like that Nashville third line or Vegas third line, sorry, 119 shot attempts for and against per 60 minutes. That's fairly high pace. And they're only break even by scoring chances. Like they're not super good. Um, Matthias Yanmark might make a difference there. I don't know how much of a difference he'll make. So I really do like right back to that Nashville top line. Like you said, hello, darkness, my old friend. They got a uh, very good leverage by our top stacks tool here tonight. Perfectly correlated on the power play. I want to mention, these are probably two very bad penalty kills. At least they have been of late. Both penalty kills in this game, bottom 10 in the league over the last month. So I think both top lines are in play just because both top lines have perfect correlation. Um, I just think you're playing a one-off Alex Petrangelo or Shea Theodore, if you don't want to play the Vegas forwards makes uh, a lot of sense here. Um, all right, let's get to this last game real quick. Uh, before we get out of here, please like, and subscribe uh, helps us look good for our bosses. Click that bell to get alerts when we go on the air. And thank you again to Yahoo for being our sponsor. Uh, stick around if you're playing some NBA because we do have the deeper dive coming up at 5 o'clock Eastern with Laffy and Adam. And then live before lock right after that with Eric and Greg. All right, this last game, Philly 2.6 implied goal total. Going into Anaheim, the Ducks have a 3.0 implied goal total. Um, Getzlaff and Trevor Zegras are both out uh, for Anaheim here tonight. That makes me just not want to play Anaheim whatsoever, uh, and I don't think I'm going to. I just don't see value even against this Philly team when they're missing their only two good centers, let alone their top two centers. Um, on the Philly side, I really do like that top-line pair of Giroux and Atkinson. I know they're playing on different power play units, but the Ducks' uh, penalty kill has actually been good, so I want to focus more on the five-on-five -five matchup here, which is great. And Giroux and Atkinson have been good together this year. So I think I'm on the Flyers' top line here, Josh. What are you on? All their good centers. Isaac Lundstrom. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. 
No, but in all seriousness, like I don't mind, you know, one-offing Maxime Comtois at min price. Yeah. Um, you want to put him with, with Terry, you get 7,100 there. You know, you get some power play stuff there. Um, if you want to do want to strum Comtois, that's fine as well. But no, I agree with you. Drew Atkinson is where I'm going to focus on the Philly side. You want to full stack that line. I think it's fine. You know, J- JVR 3,500. It's not going to, you know, hamper you too much. And he's on the top power play with Giroux. Um, so, you know, that's really it where I am on the flyers on the duck side. Like I said, Comtois, Wanderstrom or Comtois, Terry, I think it's fine. I wish, you know, Milano, uh, Raquel didn't have Sam Carrick as a center. Uh, you can one off either one of those guys. They're a little pricey. So I think I'd rather just one off Comtois. Yeah. Um, I do like that one off Comtois call. Like I said, do like Drew Atkinson. I think if you're looking for a cheap two man, uh, Limblom, Frost, Frost, Konechny, something like that. You know, this Anaheim depth, man, there is absolutely nothing left once you get rid of Zegers and, and Getzlaff. And old Isaac Lundestrom isn't going to be matched up against <laughs> Um, All right. We got to get out of here. I'm sure Tyler's getting sick of listening to us to talk about hockey. Um, hat trick picks and goalies from you, Josh. My hat trick pick for tonight is Dylan Larkin. And my goalies are UC Saros and Jacob Markstrom. Who you got? Those are my goalie pick as well. So, I'll give you a more expensive one. I like John Gibson. Um, let's see what else. I also don't mind Ned if he starts, if it's Nadakovich. Uh, yeah, I like Ned as well. Uh, and then my hat trick pick is going to be – I'm going to go Chalky. I'm going to go Miko Rantanen. There you go. Miko Rantanen, uh, Dylan Larkin are your hat trick picks for today. We're going to get out of here. Uh, no show tomorrow, I think. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. So for Tyler Zander, for Josh Harris, I'm saying good luck tonight. And we'll be back in 47 hours. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Wells Fargo presents one of the surest ways to grow your money a Wells Fargo CD account, where you can earn a 5.00% annual percentage yield on an 11 month term with a minimum opening deposit of $5,000. Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash CD rates to open a CD account and start growing your savings with us. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC.